What's up, everybody? This is Joe, REI In Your Car Podcast. And uh, I'm going to be talking about, I think it's like 2006 all over again. (laughs) I'm going to be talking about uh, what's going on in this crazy market from my perspective and what you can do to make sure you're safe, protected, and not going to be making the same stupid mistakes everybody else was making. Not everybody, but most people, what they were making back in 2005 and 2006. So, yeah, it's a beautiful morning today as I'm driving it's cloudy and overcast in the low 50s, but there's flowers, my goodness, everywhere. I live in St. Louis, Missouri, if you didn't know, and uh, there's flowers. Uh, we have, we're on three acres. We've got some acreage, and our house is kind of back behind the road, and we, my wife is just amazing. She plants these beautiful flowers. A lot of them were here already when we moved here, when we bought the house, but um, yeah, I just love the spring. I love seeing the flowers. It's a sign of new life. And uh, my wife's so cool, too, because she plants these flowers that, like, bloom all throughout the summer. So we're always a surprise to see which flowers are blooming when. And I just wish they were... Uh, I wish these, some of these lilies and stuff were here all year round. And orchids and stuff like that. It's just incredible. So anyway, I am driving right now to pick up my golf clubs. I'm going to um, play some golf with some friends on Monday. But anyway, I wanted to talk about the other day I was watching some Instagram stories and, and a friend of mine, I kind of, you know, we're acquaintances, not super good friends, but he just got back from a little trip to Florida and he had bought pre-construction. In other words, he went down there and he bought probably a year ago, 6 months ago, I don't know, bought an option on a pre-construction condominium. So this was a condo that had not been built yet, and he bought the rights to buy it. He bought the option to buy it at, I forget the exact number, I think $1.3 million. Yeah, that's what it was. $1.3 million, right? And then he just flew down there because the construction is done, the condo is beautiful, and uh, it's in a beautiful area of Florida, and uh, you know decides he doesn't want to buy it, so he sold it. For 1.99 million, so he just made a quick seven hundred thousand dollars on this condo, and I was thinking, oh, that's awesome. I'm super happy for him. You know, that's amazing. But I'm thinking, oh my gosh, here it is, 2005, 2006, all over again. When and you guys, some of you have been around longer than I have, and this is nothing new. You've seen this for a long time. But you remember, right? Do you remember what was happening back in 2000, I'd say between 2000 and 2006? I'd say maybe 2002 or three to 2006. Um, and then even on for the next couple of years after that. But people were out there buying pre-construction and then selling it uh, after it was done. Or even maybe selling it a month later. Do you remember the lines? I'd hear about these lines. And we were doing some of this myself. I remember being pitched these opportunities in Las Vegas, in Phoenix, even in St. Louis, Missouri, where it's not a hot market. And uh, the idea was, listen, you just buy this option, put $10,000, $20,000 down for, you know, four or $500,000 property. This that he was working on was a million-dollar home, so maybe he put down hundred grand or something like that. 
But uh, the idea is you, you buy this option in the hopes that it appreciates. Um, it's more than just a hope. It's the firm expectation. It's like everything always goes up. This is a sure bet. Everything I touch turns to gold, right? So you buy it with the expectation that it's going to appreciate by the time it's done. And then when it's done, you sell it. You don't actually buy it, or maybe you do buy it, but you turn around and immediately sell it to somebody else. Well, man, I don't know. I may be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but it seems like we're seeing this all over again. And so I wrote a Facebook post about it. I just wanted to kind of share some of my observations on this because, you know, who knows? It's 2021 as I'm recording this right now. And you know, I think personally, I think we have a few more years of this, one or two more years of this kind of appreciation and speculation. And I'm not saying you should sit on the sides. I think you should take advantage of every opportunity you have. But you've got to be careful. Because when you start seeing the hairstylist bragging about how she bought some property and sold it a month later and made $50,000, you need to be scared, right? You need to be thinking, all right, it's time to get out. And the great thing about real estate is that it does not move on a dime like the stock market does, right? The stock market down up, down one day, up the next day, you know, and it just drops 5 10% one day, or cryptocurrencies, you know. The real estate market is not like that. It's much slower, which is good because if you're a student of the market and you're paying attention to, you know, inventory and days on market and um, price drops and, you know, the, the percent of sale price versus compared to the list price. Um, if you're a student of the market and you can watch these things, you have you can have at least a three to six month advanced warning when you start to see the market slow down, right? And so I remember, you know, back in 06, people talking even back then, oh, we're in a bubble, the bubble's going to burst and uh, get out of the real estate. But it was like still 2006. And all of the real estate experts, quote unquote, the, um, you know, especially the National Association of Realtor Economists were saying, no, no, this market is fine. It's strong, you know. And then once we started seeing some weakness, it was... Uh, no, it's just plateauing. It's just softening up a little bit. Don't worry. The market is still strong. Prices won't... They'll maybe go down 5 or 10% this year. And then we all know what happened, right? The market crashed. And yeah, maybe nobody could have predicted that. But I think a lot of people did, right? And so the, the good thing... Here's my point, though, is that you can... If you're watching the market... Uh, there's a few things you should watch out for, right? Number one, watch for that person who is not doesn't know anything about real estate, right? And and they're making fifty, hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars flipping real estate with and not adding any value to these properties, right? They're just getting in there, buying it early with the hope of appreciation, and then selling it six months to a year later. Um, making a huge profit. That's not real estate investing, right? There's nothing wrong with it. I think it's smart if you can do it, right? It's speculation. It's just speculation and you're lucky. You're just, as I said in my Facebook post, you're, you're just this fly riding on the bull's back, right? The nope. It's hard to lose money when you're in a strong market like this, all right? But it's not going to last like this forever. So if you're studying the market, you can tell when it's you know, you, you should be able to tell with at least six, three to six months advance notice of warning, of reading the warning signs, things starting to slow down. And that's when you get out. Okay. 
So here's my advice. You, you see opportunities like this right now in Florida, right? Buyers are just going crazy. You can buy properties right now at 80, 90 cents on the dollar. You don't need huge discounts anymore. And you can turn around and sell them for 510 cents on the dollar a month later. So if you see any new construction and condos and things like that, and if you've got the money and you can afford to lose the money, go ahead and buy the option, right? Take that risk because you, you can afford to lose it. However, what, when people get in trouble is when they ignore the fundamentals, okay? When they ignore the fundamentals. So be careful with debt. Be careful with getting over leveraged. You need to make sure that you have multiple exits. If you're just relying on one exit, you're going to be in trouble. All right. Where people got in trouble in 06 is when they got into debt over their heads, right? And they were counting on future appreciation. Now, that's why I like options, right? Because if you buy an option on a property and, uh, you know, you don't have to exercise your option, you can, um, if it comes time to buy your option to buy this property is $500,000, but it's only worth four fifty. dollars well, you can walk away. You lose your option deposit money, right? But it's not a big deal. That wasn't money that was borrowed anyway, so you don't never, 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 never borrow money to pay an option, to buy an option on a property. Never borrow money to buy a pre-construction condo, but if you have the money to lose, that's okay, it's fine, right? That's the, that's the price of risk that you have to pay sometimes to get those kinds of returns. But man, don't ignore the fundamentals. You know, the fundamentals are what? What are the fundamentals? Well, number one, don't always count on just appreciation. That's one profit center, but that's not your only. If that's your only profit center, you're in trouble. You're in trouble, right? You need to be aware of things like cash flow. So if you can't sell it and you have to buy it, well, okay, you can rent it out. And your rent will cover your mortgage payment, right? You can do a short-term rental. A vacation rental, right? And you and make sure that this is a property in an area that lets you rent the property out. If this is an area that does not let you rent, in case you have to buy it, right? Well, maybe that's something you shouldn't be doing. Maybe it's something you shouldn't be messing with. So make sure you can rent it out either as a regular rental or as a long-term vacation rental. You know, make sure that you, uh, you know, you're not in it so deep with such thin margins that you can't sell it, right? You can't even afford, if, if there is no appreciation, you can't even afford a realtor commissions. So those kinds of fundamentals. And then the other big fundamental you gotta be aware of, and I'm speaking from experience, guys, because this is how I got hurt, and I've seen so many other people get hurt back in that last crash. You don't have any reserves. You've got to have reserves. If you don't have any money in the bank, then you've got to be super careful, right? This is why I said, watch out for the hairstylist who's bragging about how what an expert in real estate they are when they just bought a property and made 30, 40, 50 grand on it in a couple months, right? Uh, you got to be super careful because those are the people that are going to get burnt. And I'm starting to see that over and over again. Not, they're not getting burnt, but people that are inexperienced and don't know anything about real estate are just throwing their money at these pre-construction deals. And, you know, if they're not careful, if they're not at a place where they can get in and out quickly, they're going to be in trouble. So some of the big, again, just the fundamentals that you have to be aware of, right? Make sure the property cash flows. Make sure you have multiple exit strategies. Make sure you're not just counting on appreciation. Make sure you're being very, very careful with leverage and you're not using debt 
to buy the down payments or the options on these properties, okay? These pre-construction condos and stuff like that. And then make sure you have reserves. Make sure you have something to fall back on. You know, because of the people that did survive the last crash, who were they? They were people who uh, had multiple exits. You know, they had, if, if they had a worst case scenario planned out, they knew, okay, well, if this doesn't work out, I can do this or I can do that. Um, and they weren't over leveraged. They knew they could handle the debt. So, yeah, you know, there's always speculation in and risk in real estate. There is no business that has zero risk. I understand that. So I'm saying with what's going on in the market right now, it's so crazy, right? Take advantage of it. Take advantage of all this opportunity that we have. Uh, you've just got to be careful, right? What's the worst case scenario? Uh, if you buy, if you put $100,000 down on a condo that's being built on the beach in a beautiful area, right? What if it doesn't appraise for the million dollars that you have it under option for? Are, can you walk away from the $100,000 that if you had to? Or are they going to be, you know, is it something else where like it's not an option? Maybe it's more of a an actual contract that you have to exercise or you have to buy it. Um, is that a good place to be in? Is that something that you're going to be comfortable with if the market crashes or if the market, the prices don't maintain? Uh, are you okay with having to get, being forced to get financing or having to buy it? Like, I don't know how they can force you to buy it anyway, but you understand what I'm saying? Got to be careful. Got to be careful. Um, I'm driving right now around this golf course community and um, there's a lot of huge multi-million dollar homes here. And uh, I remember back then in the day when this area was being built, a lot of people were buying homes out here on speculation. And uh, I remember very early on in my podcast, um, one of the reasons I started my podcast, because I met this guy who built, he was a speculator, and he only had one exit strategy. He was always counting only on appreciation. And um, he built this huge multi-million dollar house out in the country, um, complete 100% leverage. Um, it was just an appreciation play because real estate always goes up. And uh, he got burnt hard. He was one of the first to fall. And um, he was written up in the Wall Street Journal as uh, a speculator who has been losing his money and all of that. And uh, yeah, that was about six or 12 months before the, the crash when everybody, the small guy, was getting hurt. So here's my point. And I hope I hope you get I'm hope you picking up what I'm laying down here. Um, be a student of the market, okay? Take advantage of these opportunities while you can, but be ready, be be prepared, be make sure you're you're uh, agile. Make sure you have the uh, flexibility to pivot when you need to pivot. When you start seeing guys like this in the Wall Street Journal, who start losing uh, millions of dollars on, on bad speculative real estate, uh, when you start hearing the hairstylist that is making a lot of money um, doing real estate while they're cutting hair, be prepared, be ready to pivot, be in a position where you're like, oh no, I, I can't, there's nothing I can do. You can't do that, right? You've got to be flexible and nimble. Being you got to be in a place where you're you're not using debt in a bad way that's going to get you in trouble. So always be thinking worst case scenario, right? Remember the fundamentals. Remember cash flow. Remember reserves. Remember having multiple exit strategies. And you're going to be fine. So you can invest in these speculative things, right? Um, but because it's not your last penny, because you're not borrowing the money for the down payment or whatever, uh, you're going to be fine. You know, yeah. 
I think that's about it. I think I've, I've beat a dead horse. <laughs> Hope you guys are doing well. I sure appreciate you all. And uh, if listen, I'm look, I'm out here watching these golfers right now. Um, if any of you guys are uh, have the time or the money or the desire, hit some golf balls, man. It's so much fun. It's such great exercise. I love getting out here and playing. And uh, you don't have to be rich to play golf. It's it's not a rich man's game, and it's not a white man's game. Although, yeah, it's kind of weird. It's pretty much only white people play. But um, anybody can play. Women, minorities. Um, it's such a great sport to get outside and um, enjoy nature, um, get some get some of your frustration out, <laughs> and get some new frustration while you're golfing. I just love golf. I'm a huge fan of it now, and um, I, I, I'm always looking for people to play with. All right, so we'll see you guys. Take care. Bye-bye.